I may be a little slow, but I am learning. <laughs> it is 24 minutes after the hour here on the Drive Large Radio Show. We're pleased to be joined by Goffstown Zoning Board of Adjustment member Emily Sandblade. Emily um, is uh, bringing to our attention some curious things that are happening around a rezoning petition that has been dogging the town now for quite some time. And it's, um, uh, oh my goodness, drawing a blank, the name of it. It's that right downtown, the mill. Oh, it's uh, Hadley Mills. Hadley Mills, yes. And so, or Hadley Falls, I'm sorry. Hadley Falls. The mill at Hadley Falls, that's what it is. And uh, she, she has written a... Um, an op-ed detailing a number of things. Um, what I what I'm going to ask you to do on that op-ed is to send me the word document rather than the PDF, so I, I can, can just copy paste it, put it in the post. Sure. So there's a lot going on with this, and um, we'll be able to uh, post all of the uh, details that we probably won't have a chance to cover here, so that people uh, can read and follow along. But at stake is a sort of a key property in downtown Goffstown. And I have to admit, I like Goffstown Center. I think it's kind of a, of a neat place. And, um, well, what happens here could be consequential uh, uh, for a lot of reasons. So with that, Emily, thank you for joining us here this morning on the Draw Large Radio Show. Thanks for having me, Rich. All right, so now the zoning board um, in your town is an elected position, cor- correct? Yes, it is. All uh, right, there's so- five members on the board, and then... Alternates can be appointed by the board. And those alternates would sit in in the event that a board member was unable to attend a meeting or had a conflict of interest or something like that. They certainly can. Okay. So why don't you get us up to speed here on this mill at Hadley Falls. Uh, Give people who don't live in Goffstown sort of an idea of where the property is situated and what it involves. And then we'll talk about some of the uh, potential funny business that seems to be at work here. Well, the easiest way to find the property is to look from the bridge that crosses over the Piscataguag River right in the downtown area. Just stand on Main Street and look out, and you'll see a great big old uh, factory building uh, off to the right side of the of the river as you look down the river. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very short block away from the downtown area. Uh, it's been part of the skyline there for a long time, and uh, it, it's very easy to see either there or if you go across the river, or if you do such things as uh, participate in the Main Street uh, duck races, rubber yeah. ducky races, things like yeah, that. It's the very duck easy races, to see. The, 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 uh, the, the pumpkin race, the right, pumpkin where they, they hollow out the big pumpkins and they, they sail them down the river. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, it's great. I love mean, the pumpkin festival downtown there. It's, it's neat. I've been there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good time. Well, I like the part where they have the giant pumpkins and they, they have a contest to who can grow the biggest pumpkin. Oh, yeah. Those are big pumpkins, too. They sure are. All right. So that's the property that's here. And now this is not the first run that this property has taken at the Zoning Board of Adjustment. So a little history on proposals that have come before the board and been shot down and what's before the board now and, and why you're concerned about it. Well, uh, about nine years ago in 2008, um, there was a fairly similar proposal in terms of the number of buildings and the approximate geometry of the buildings. At the time, they were proposing that they build something like 64 multifamily housing units, 
But it would be above a commercial area, which would mm-hmm. include a restaurant and office space. Um, the problem is, is that in Goffstown, there's already plenty of office space and commercial in the downtown area. And they do have a bit of a vacancy issue there. Mm-hmm. So there's there wasn't seen to be a real need for more of the same. But the code itself uh, requires for that kind of zoning that there be that sort of commercial application on the ground floor of yep. downtown buildings. Right. So it's like that old downtown standby. They want they want some kind of uh, office or retail on the first floor, and then they want residential above. Yes, they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. So in the second round, the second round was about uh, two and a half, three years ago. In fact, it wasn't very long before I actually joined the zoning board. Uh, that's the one that Alan Yaten, who is currently the chair of the zoning board, uh, was the architect for. And that petered out as well, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons. Uh, the current one is architecturally much like the uh, the first version. And, in fact, the engineer, the main engineer who's on it, worked for the same company, it appears, as what happened nine years ago. And uh, at this point, what they're doing is they're proposing that uh, – there be residential uh, housing on the ground floor, which is pretty sensible, really. And uh, the the real problem with what they're proposing is they've really increased the number of units to 99 units. And then the original proposal that they brought in front of us back in August said that they wanted a five-story building and that the building would rise to 64 feet. That's a big building for that area. It would be the biggest in Goffstown. Uh, they can't find. I asked the uh, zoning. How, how tall is the uh, is town hall? Do, do you have any idea the specs on town hall are? Oh gosh, because I want to say that's probably about forty feet. Uh, well, you can have an, uh, any downtown building can be forty five feet. You All right, know, so, so let's just say it's issue. 45 feet. So this this building would be 20 feet taller than Town Hall. Yeah, 19 feet taller. Yes, yeah. yes. And the interesting thing about it is that uh, I asked um, the zoning administrator and I asked the board, of course, are, do we have any other buildings in Gosstown that are this height? And nobody could think of a single one. And, in fact, they couldn't think of any that were over 45 feet other than, you know, the very old buildings that existed such as the ones at this factory, at this uh, this former factory, uh, this former pro- uh, factory property is what I should say. Right. And they have things like the smokestack there, and then they have one building that rises to about 50 feet on the property right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, so the, the primary concern then is that they're asking for 99 units where 64 would be allowed. Yes, that's correct. So why do they need 99 units if 64 would be all right? See, we're face. You see, I, 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 as you know, I, I tell the loyal, large and loyal listening audience, if it's happening in your town, it's happening somewhere else, right? Oh, I'm sure it is. So, you know, we <laughs> like the, the Dunkin' Donuts issue, uh, the, 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 the apartments behind Dunkin' Donuts on Candia Road, right? They mm-hmm. kept coming to the Zoning Board of Adjustment wanting to build, you know, 120, 130, how many of our units it was where I think the number was 99 were allowed. It's like, okay, why can't you develop it within the limits of the zoning? Well, obviously, if you're a developer, the more units that you can cram on a piece of land, the more profit you make. I mean, that's right. very straightforward. The other thing is... But now, th- there's a sale of this property is con- is contingent on this variance, is it not? So who's asking for the variance? Is it, the, is it, is it the, the seller or the buyer? It turns out that uh, the applicants for the variance are both the seller and the developer. So the people who are going to sell the property are then going to 
develop it for the people who buy it? Uh, I don't know what details well, they've exactly worked out. All right. So, But if they're the seller and the developer, it stands to reason that they would have to be developing for the buyer. The buyer is the person who's the developer. Oh, oh, oh so okay. Yes. I misunderstood. Okay. You, you either misspoke or I misunderstood. So okay. the the buyer is the petitioner for the zoning adjustment. Both the buyer uh, who is uh, Janigan, uh, yeah. a guy named Janigan, and the uh, developer, which is a guy named Roberto Rico, who uh, is a charter development out of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, are both filing – they're both filing the uh, application for the variance, so, the zoning variance. Uh, is the seller involved in the variance at all? Uh, it, it, Janigan is the owner of the property. So Janigan's the owner of the property. Yes. And he's selling it. Yes. To this outfit out of Boston. Yes. Which is then going to employ him to develop the property. Uh, the outfit appears to be involved in the development of the property okay. itself. Whether Janigan has a hand, you know, a, an investment in the property or some sort of financial interest in the property is something that I don't know. Okay. So it's something you don't know. Um, so why what, – what is their stated reason for wanting 99 units versus the 64 that are allowed? Well, the stated reason is, is because they need 99 units to, quote, make the property viable – and unfortunately, what that means, uh, as a zoning board member, what it means is what they're saying is, is that if we don't get 99 units, this is a financial hardship. And according to zoning law, financial hardship is not a reason to grant a variance. How many times has this been shot down? This is, uh, this is the third time it's come up. This is the third time it's come up. Now, have you been a member of the zoning board for all three petitions? Oh, no, no, no. I just joined the zoning board about 27 months ago. All right. So you were elected a little more than two years ago to be on the zoning board. I was appointed to be an alternate more than two years ago, and I was elected about 17 or 18 months ago. Okay. All right. So you're a full you're a full member. You get some, you get some experience under your wings as an alternate. So um, now I know from talking to you, there are sort of a number of anomalies here. For example, the chairman of the zoning board has recused himself. Yes, it's been a very unusual situation. Um, I've well, watched the personal interaction between the chairman of the zoning board, who is Alan Yaton, and the chairman of the planning board, who is Barbara Griffin. And Barbara Griffin seemed to be pushing Alan Yaton uh, uh, to recuse himself and Alan was saying at the time that he saw no reason to do so. But he and, has. But he has. And, and his stated he has reason not for revealed that. the reason for that. And, I, I, you know, it looked like real intimidation or real, you know, strong-arm tactics were going on there. Now, the planning board, um, uh, there have been some joint meetings, am I? Uh, There's been one joint meeting. With that the planning board and the zoning board. Yes. What was that all about and how did that work? Um, that was where they actually heard the case and they heard uh, from other witnesses like the – or, you know, other people who came in to talk about the situation, including the abutters. Uh, there were some organizations that approved, uh, you know, that were happy with it. There were some people who were unhappy about it and they all gave the reasons mm -hmm. why they either supported or uh, didn't support the project. So in, 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 the, uh, in the absence of a chair, how long ago did Yaten, you know, recuse himself from the matter? Uh, he did by August 11th, which is when the uh, – uh, or August 10th when the joint uh, 
uh, meeting was held. Now, at this joint meeting, so... Which is the first exposure that any zoning board members had to this case. So he was out of it, so from the beginning of this latest run. Yes, he was. Now, who conducted... How did... When you have a joint meeting of a zoning board and a planning board, which to me is kind of a curiosity because they have two very different functions. Uh, The reason for the joint meeting is if they have very similar um, rulings to make. For instance, in this particular case, one of the uh, uh, special use uh, permits, which is what the the, uh, planning board issues – involved uh, allowing the buildings to be built in a larger footprint than what the planning and zoning code allows. Okay. And it's the planning board that decides how big the footprint is, and it's the zoning board that gives exceptions to the zoning code, such as for height. So, but, but they're fairly similar functions, and in order to understand what was going on, and, and for the sake of efficiency, uh, and, and not to put out the community, of course, and all the people who wanted to comment, we had a joint meeting so that we could hear the testimony in common. So in the absence of your chairman, how did this run? Was each committee sort of uh, 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 meeting – I know we're calling it a joint meeting, but were they meeting separately? To, like was there – were they concurrent meetings, a meeting of the planning board in conjunction with a meeting of the zoning board – or was it a combined meeting of the two boards, and was there one person who was sort of leading the meeting? It, under law, and, and this is, I believe, RSA 676, under law, these are called joint meetings. And when there's a joint meeting between the planning board and the zoning board, the chair of the planning board is the chair of the joint meeting. So okay. that would be Barbara Griffin. So, so it didn't matter at that point that your chair had recused himself. Barbara Griffin was going to be the chair of the meeting because state law says in these circumstances the planning board chair is the master of ceremonies. That's correct, but it also means that Alan Yaton wasn't able to vote or ask questions or provide any sort of input or any sort of participation in any of the proceedings. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we're going to get into some of the nitty-gritty of what's happening here in Goffstown as I, your humble host, uh, try to get my bearings straight. Stay with us.